also at Facebook, Emily T. Gale Talks Story, and free podcast at Emily T. Gale Talks Story on iTunes. I am delighted, and uh, I always enjoy both of these guests. I usually have them separately. Uh, first of all, J.R. DeGroote, who's a sports reporter with West Hawaii Today. I'm a big fan of West Hawaii Today. Wake up every morning. It's the first thing I do at about 5.03 is I get my my hard copy of West Hawaii Today at my front door, and, and all morning I'm cutting out stories and articles and things that are going on in our multi-sport community, our just recreation they just do such a wonderful job of covering it, and and periodically I get with Jr. and we, we do an update on a lot of the sports that I'm not as familiar with and that he does such a great job of covering. So we're going to do that today, and I also, as a guest with us, is uh, Janet Higa-Miller. Janet and Grant are the owners of Bike Works Beach and Sport out at the Queen's Marketplace at the... Uh, Waikoloa Beach Resort, Bike Works Kona on Luhia Street in the old industrial area, and their original store, Kona Beach and Sport on Ali'i Drive, formerly Hawaiian Pedals, and I think they started that about 29 years ago, we decided? That would be 26. 26 I think it years was ago. Uh, 1989. So, Actually, well, it's as old as uh, JR is, sounds like. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was, why well, I asked you when we walked in, I thought, wow, JR wasn't born when Grant set up his first little kiosk with one or two little bikes. I got my first mountain bike from him about that long ago. Sounds like they were born and in the same year. Fast forward 26 years, you see all that you and, and Grant and your staff, that you are always so complimentary about uh, have done over the years the thousands of people you brought into multi-sport along with p-man and and gecko and everybody that's worked so hard in this community and jr you know i i just love reading your columns i know you get involved in laying out the paper too and i think the layout is just wonderful every day the way you're able to fit in so much local sports and and uh, national collegiate and i know you wish you could get more in but it's pretty amazing how you pack it in so welcome Thanks. I mean, there's no shortage of things to cover here, that's for sure. Well, I get a kick out of it because you had never uh, covered a, a, a triathlon, mm-hmm. and your first exposure was uh, I asked you to come join me when I was doing an interview, a talk story with uh, John and Judy Collins, who I met way back in 1981 when I came from Detroit to do my first Ironman, and we met down at uh, the, the, we used to call it the Church Without a Roof, <laughs> down on Ali'i Drive, and had a wonderful conversation, and you did a beautiful front-page story in West Hawaii Today, and boy, I read your stories now about the triathlons, and it's like you're just a veteran, and that's what I love about your sports reporting, because the same thing happened with golf, JR. You had never called, covered a golf tournament, took you out to the Mitsubishi Electric Championship, and you just did such a wonderful job of covering it, and that's, I guess, what sports reporting is about, you know, as somebody that has a feeling for sports. Of course, your, your sport of choice has been hockey since you were a little kid, and you and your mother were so influential and in, in all the families and creating that wonderful uh, uh, hockey rink over at the old airport. New lights on there, but you, you all started it in the parking lot of the old gymnasium. Just say a few words about that, where that's gone. Well, it was nice to see the lights up finally the other night, and uh, we're getting a good group of people out again. You know, the lights really sparked everything. Um, But, yeah, if you go over next to the pool, you'll see the lines still on the rink. I mean, lots of memories there. Well, talk about, you know, when you were uh, a kid, you were probably about 10 years old or something, Randy Quander, who's up with the – Big Island Television and, and everybody, you guys, I remember watching you because I used to rollerblade in the old, uh, the gym uh, parking lot, and you just had orange cones for your goals and everything, but the progress to the point where you ended up and still are doing some some pretty high-level hockey yourself. 
Yeah, I mean, I was thankful I had the right opportunities and the right people around me and kind of showed me the way. You know, Randy was a great help, a guy from Canada who just wanted to keep playing hockey. So, you know, those are the people that help you along the way and get you to where you need to be. And then all those volunteers like your mother, Isabel de Groot, with the... Uh, new way graphics? Uh, highway. highway graphics, just wonderful. She did a lot of artwork for me in, in our day together. And But as as JR says, you can go to the Amaka AO uh, Park. In fact, I just drove by there coming over here to West Hawaii today for our talk story, and the, the, the field was packed with kids. It must be a school field day or something. But They all just got out, so they got that summer camp going on. And is that what it is? Trying to wear them out for the parents, I think. It's, it was wonderful to see all the activity over there. And, and Janet, of course, you've grown up watching all the progress at Makaeo walking jogging path and and uh, seeing how many more people are out running and walking and oh yeah regarding that hockey rink in fact I've seen bike polo there now yeah. so and I actually don't know who's running it but we've you know thought about it we've seen the information and thought about you know dropping in one day we used to do bike polo out in some grassy fields I, I can't name where because you know it was trying to get private property to do public things but you know I I noticed that there's a nice core group doing bike polo and it's super fun. I did not know that. Uh-huh. So let's all kind of pursue that a little bit and see what that's all about. And uh, so moving on to what I wanted to talk about today was that I've got a stack of papers here, and a lot of them are, are columns that uh, JR has written over the last, uh, oh, probably two months or so. And let's go back because Janet and Grant and Bike Works, Bike Works Beach and Sport, Bike Works Kona, Kona Beach and Sport, are just about every event you are sponsors of, supporters of, bicycle tech. The, your volunteer effort on behalf of your stores and your staff is just phenomenal. And I just thought bringing the two of you together, and we talk about a few of these. And if we might, I'd like to go back to a, a lava man out at Waikoloa Beach Resort. You opened uh, Bike Works Beach and Sport, Janet, what, about five years ago? And In 2010, 2010. August of 2010. And kicked it off with a sunset run, and you've been adding that to a lot of events. And it was part of the lava man this year. But talk about what an impact a lava man has been and your involvement is huge. Jerry Rott really has grown Lava Man to be a premium triathlon and it's now Lava Man weekend which which gets kicked off on Friday evening with a charity event that we put in coordination with PATH, People's Advocacy for Trails Hawaii. And uh, it, it, it's a great event and, and the supporters of the people who are doing the triathlons are, are the ones that come out. And we have kids, we have a good kids contingent that comes out and uh, they all, you know, have a great time and do it for charity, and it's tons of fun. Well, that was a couple months ago, and over a thousand participants in the uh, Waikoloa uh, Lava Man and Waikoloa Beach Resort. Scott Head, the VP of Resort Operations, everybody out there, so supportive and so encouraging. The the, uh, the run of the event starts in Ahoomala Bay, and then the great, I guess it was a wonderful party at Lava Lava Beach Club, which has been a great addition to the Waikoloa Beach Resort. But, Janet, a lot of that activity that's happening out there is, I feel, a result of Bike Works Beach and Sport opening up five years ago, and you've created so many more uh, multi-sport enthusiasts, uh, your easy access for people and being able to go in and work with you. I mean, every time I'm in there, people are coming in from the resorts, getting a tire fix or getting some... I'm one of them, <laughs> getting some uh, just, you know, advice from your, your great staff, Jeff Manzo, the manager, Rich Bell, Ellie Sumac. They all come from different backgrounds, but they're all really involved in multi-sport, too. And they also live in the Waikoloa village, and uh, the Waikoloa community is really 
um, embraced us out there. And uh, it's been, you know, just getting getting people involved and um, bringing them to the Queen's Marketplace. And it really is a gathering place. I feel that we have um, contributed to that uh to that community there. Well, no question at all. And then the Queen's Marketplace, it is the gathering coast of the gathering place of uh, Kohala Resort or the Kohala Coast, and they do do a wonderful job. So you were saying a few minutes ago, Janet, you were looking at the calendar and going, oh my gosh, one event's over and we have another. That's what I'm always thinking is, wow, you guys just bing, 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 one event after the other that you're involved with. And, and, and to a big degree, I mean, bike tech support for Lava Man. Then you had the Cinco de Mayo, which is part of your Triple Crown series, uh, three swimming events, the, the Cinco de Mayo out at Anaho Milo Bay, which was last month. Coming up Saturday, June 13th is the Hapuna Rough Water, and then over Fourth of July weekend, the King Swim. So talk about that, your involvement in the Triple Crown. And uh, again, like you say, one event right after another. It all kind of one thing leads to another. So we started resurrecting the Cinco de Mayo Splash, and that was also a charity event. And uh, we donated four thousand dollars to the uh, I'm sorry to the Daniel Memorial Foundation um, to purchase life saving equipment for the um, County of Hawaii water officers, and then a thousand dollars to ALS, which is Grant's personal mission to raise funds um, for ALS in honor of. Um, Karen, who, you know, was uh, a former employee. So one thing leads to another, and the next thing we um, are helping out the Hiapuna Swim, which is put on by the, uh, is it the Academy Club? Yeah. And Mark Netzel. And then following that would be uh, Steve Borowski with the King Swim. And the Triple Crown really goes back to P-Man. I mean, he was the original founder of the Hapuna Swim. And uh, as he tells the story, and now it's an oral history because I believe that only P-Man keeps all the stats from that, that year because it was named the Kona Swim Series or something like that. I, and, and so I, I was just talking to P-Man the other day, and I really need to go back and sit down with him, perhaps with you, Emily, and get that oral history because um, he ha- he's quite a how do you say it, a statistician yeah. when it comes to all of those events that happened way back when in Kona, and um, we really need to to archive that. Well, I'm a big believer in, in maintaining the history of things because I've been the part of that history of a lot of things. You know, like the Cinco de Mayo actually started at Kailua Pier with uh, Kona Amigos. Thirty year, It was over 30 years ago it was there, and I remember telling Brad Kurtz when we were doing Dolphin Days, let's take it out to... Waikolo Beach Resort. It only made sense because that's where Dolphin Days was, and they were doing the event down at the pier, and it had a little lag. So a lot of times those histories need to be filled in by the people who were part of them. And we've talked about doing that with P-Man. Hey, all roads lead back to P-Man in many ways, right? I mean, I I can remember writing P-Man's first press releases back 30 years ago. He used to come to me, and we'd write them out. We'd type them out, and then he said, no, I want to handwrite them, you know? And he's had his own unique style that has been an amazing uh, legacy for P-Man. And um, um, rest in peace to Bill Padgett, P-Man's father, passed away recently, but really an unbelievable Contributions. I think it's great you want to maintain those histories, and we will get together and, and do that. So, JR, yourself, okay, you, uh, the Waikoloa uh, Lava Man and then and Cinco de Mayo, your own feeling as you're covering these events and what you're learning about multi sport athletes, triathletes that you didn't know because really your experience has been around a different type of sports. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I grew up with, you know, high school football, hockey, team sports, and I had never gotten to the multi-sports stuff. And you start to see the stories, individual stories, you know. Of course, the, the elite people are fun to watch. That's a lot of the stories. But there's also people who just do it to get exercise, to have fun, you know, and I think that's a big part of it. You know, the, the triple crown of swimming, lava man even. You know, I tell people, like, one of the greatest things I've ever seen in sports is the lava or Ironman finish line at midnight. That's just incredible, seeing those people who are pushing themselves to get to that goal. Well, I'm going to use that as a time to say I can remember the day I went. I used to tell the Ironman your greatest event would be at, at nighttime because everybody used to leave about 6 o'clock. And I really pushed for them to create a party at the finish line. That goes back 20 years ago. And everybody goes, no, people won't come down. I was like, yes, they will. It's the best thing going on. And because people love the end of a race because that's every man's section, right? That's the bubble where most people can identify. And, Janet, uh, the, the Cinco de Mayo, you know, what a success it was. I think over a couple hundred uh, swimmers of every uh, level. And did I read, was it a wave rider that won one of the, uh, the, the – I love the wave rider triathlon co- club that has done so well. I think was it David Wilde that created the uh, – Kona Wina. okay. Kristen Old is uh, Wave Riders, and they're awesome. I mean, they do tons of stuff. We'll talk a little bit about them, because they started, they've created events, and and the beauty of it is they're doing so well in the events, too. Oh, yeah, look at Dan Gampin. I mean, we ran a huge photo of him on there. I remember one of my first interviews for Iron Man was him getting picked in the lottery and, you know, doing it with his teacher and his friend, uh, Keone Smith. And, you know, now he's one of the elite guys. He's, you know... He won his age group. Uh, I don't know if he's accepted the slot to Worlds, but he definitely earned one. So that's awesome. I mean, that should be, you know, enough for the kids that are in the program now to see, like, you know, this is where you can go with the sport. And starting early, just like junior golf, kids starting when they're young and getting scholarships to college because they started golf at a young enough age and were able to, to play at a level that, that warrants that. So you were referring to Dan. That was for the Honu, right? Mm-hmm. So the Honu just recently held out at the Montelani Resort and Fairmont Orchid, a big part of that, and Janet. There, there was Bike Works again as the, the tech support crew like they were at Lava Man Waikoloa. Uh, your involvement there. It was a really exciting event. We're the official bike shop and the official bike tech for the, and the official name of it is the Ironman 70.3 Hawaii, locally known as Honu, named by P-Man many years ago when it started off as an Olympic distance event. So there you go. So let's talk about some of the changes and uh, that go on. And, uh, but first, I do want to flash back to the $4,000 you gave to the Daniel Sayre Memorial Foundation uh, established probably 19 years ago as a result of a tragedy. Uh, Dr. Frank uh, Serre and Laura Serre, uh, my dentist, uh, they're retired now, but their son was, uh, uh, died in a tragic hiking accident up in Po'olu Valley, Daniel, and a uh, delightful kid. I love, he was a wonderful kid. And when they saw the Hawaii Fire Department and Rescue Squad, originally it was a, a rescue, and then it turned into recovery of his body, which was very difficult because the, they didn't have long enough ropes to get down into the valley to reach his body and, and, and to get his body. And some of the policemen really went to extraordinary um, lengths to be able to recover Daniel's body. And Frank and Laura, oh, I get teary when I just think about it because I remember that weekend uh, Frank and Laura vowed they were going to, do everything they could to raise money for the Hawaii County Lifeguard and Rescue Team. And there's a wonderful picture that 
you guys ran and watched Hawaii Today recently, <clears throat> the Hawaii County lifeguards getting ready to launch one of their new water safety jet skis during the recent training conducted at Hapuna Beach State Park. Well, one of the things that they've gotten with monies like you have contributed, Janet Higa-Miller from Bike Works Beach and Sport and Grant from the uh, the path run at, during the Waikoloa uh, Lava Man, is over the years, uh, last year they were able to get a communication system for Hapuna Beach and now they've been able to get jet skis, and, and they're working hard to get funding for lifeguards at Kua Bay. So all those little things, Janet, that you and Grant and the Bike Works crew are involved in every time and helping raise funds, it adds up to things that are so important in our community because we do have a lot of accidents. Yeah, and, uh, you know, like Frank and, and, and Laura have dedicated, you know, since the uh, the accident of their son, um, to these efforts, and it's amazing um, what they've accomplished. And you look at, okay, just going back to Honu, uh, you know, what was it, a couple thousand athletes for Honu this weekend, I think, or 1,500? 1,500 finished. 1,500 finished, and 2,000, I think, entered. Was yeah, it that many? registered. Okay. Well, what's nice about these events is the Waikoloa Lava Man, correct me if I'm not right here, but it's an Olympic distance. It's a shorter distance. Mm-hmm. And you've got P-managed events that give everybody the chance to do these short distance, long distance, whatever distance, for free, and create the athletes. And then the Lava Man Waikoloa that Jerry Watt, Rod has done such a great job at, it gives people events that they can enter and progressions. And then the Honu was the the 70.3 official Ironman event, and it was announced that some of the uh, the ways people can I can qualify for the Ironman, where Honu used to be a qualifying race. Janet, you want to give us a little update about how that is working now in terms of the the lottery and. Uh yeah, Ironman has really tried to retain um, slots for the Hawaii residents, not only the Big Island, but the state of Hawaii overall. And there is such a demand for these slots that people qualify all over the world. And the movement has been to do a full distance race in order to qualify for Hawaii, which is the world championship event. Here in Hawaii at Honu, it's a half distance event. So it's a half the distance of the, you know, of the full Ironman. And the local residents were able to uh, use Honu as a qualifying event so that their name got into a lottery. And then they could then, um, you know, through the drawing, get a slot at the world championship. Well, there was a um, federal regulation that prohibited the lottery which came to light maybe three weeks ago, the announcement was made. And, and, and Iron Man, I believe, has really, you know, done their best to retain those qualifying slots for Honu. But what happened was the lottery requirements made it illegal, I believe. And I don't know if I'm using the correct termolo- terminology, but there was a mad scramble by Iron Man to try to come up with a program within two weeks that would make it fair and would make it legal. And so what they did was they they opened it wide, is that anyone who was qualified with a state of Hawaii driver's license and a couple of other documents could throw their name now into the lottery. And also, Honu ceased to be the qualifying event. So you could actually do a sanctioned event that was put on by Mango or put on by anyone who had the half-distance qualification 
and that would be your qualifying raise. So now the opportunity to be a Hawaii resident and get a qualifying slot has gone wide open. Is you know there was a three-year residency requirement before. Now you know that that limit is um, or or that requirement is downsized a lot because you know how GR how do you qualify to have a Hawaii driver's license? You just have to live here and apply for it, right? So that broke it wide open. We have people like David Wilde, mm-hmm. who was the first Big Island resident but was not a qualified person because he has not been here for three years, can now throw his name in the hat. We have people like Sarah Bloom. She was the female first Big Island resident who previously under the old requirements was not able to be eligible. Now she can throw her name in the hat. So, you know, there's this window of period that people who were not eligible before can now become eligible in the lottery that's coming up. And I shouldn't call it a lottery. I guess it's a a drawing or, you know what, the opportunity. The opportunity. Yeah, I think drawing, raffle, lottery, because I've I've been involved with nonprofits and we had to really check things when we had raffles and stuff. So given that, because I can remember 30 years ago, we worked very closely with Valerie Silk. I did come here in 86 as an interim race director. And so we were involved in a lot of things before that interim race director for Ironman. So I knew a lot of things that were going on and we were involved in discussions. And when that first came up, uh, many, many years ago about residency and leaving slots for the Big Island uh, residents. I think they, like yourself, I think they've done a, a great job of trying to be inclusive. What's the general f- uh, mood? Have both of you gotten comments and heard from people how people feel about these changes? Well, I think initially when the news broke, you know, outside of the multi-sport group, Iron Man is kind of split. So when they see a negative headline, it builds on it. And then they're like, oh, Iron Man's doing illegal things. But Honestly, there's so many marathons that have a lottery system like that, that use that kind of lottery system that, you know, they they did get in trouble for it and they're revamping it, but it it wasn't malicious. I mean, they they found a way to get people in the race. That was a lottery system. And the Hawaii one has always been free, is my understanding. So there wasn't a big problem there, but they wanted to clarify. And I think the changes they made, I think everyone should be happy. I mean, they're saying you don't have to do an Ironman-branded event. You can do any event, and you're qualified. I think it opens up the door. I mean, it's not for money. They really just want Big Island people, Hawaii State people in the race. And and I'm happy for Gecko because he's worked so hard at the the his uh, half mar- or half Ironman that he's put on for so many years. What's your feeling, uh, Janet? Uh, words that you hear out there in the community in response to the changes, and I agree with you. They sure responded quickly and with uh, good detail and opening it up. I certainly give Ironman credit, and I agree with JR. It opens the door wide. And for the people who volunteer who have a dream, you know, there's people that would volunteer for, for years, and, you know, and there's people who have just gotten to the island who volunteer. And these people have that dream, and they're given the same opportunity. And I think they work harder than the athletes in some ways because I work with the volunteers at HONU. You know, being the bike director for the last I don't know how many years is I've worked with the bike course monitors, and they're out there in the hot sun, and all they want is to cheer the athletes on to keep them safe out on our roadways during the race, and they really give their heart and soul into it. And, you know, and and they have an opportunity. I mean, how many people can really 
afford a race like, you know, Honu. Some people can. So now it throws the door wide open for anybody who has a sanctioned race and perhaps even with a smaller fee or anything like that. You know, people, it, it makes it a little bit affordable as well. So it just creates that opportunity, throws the door wide open. And it also, some of the changes are a result of the, the wonderful success of the 70.3 distance races, right? I just read the other day where they're actually in one of the races going to have the women's race on one day, the men's on the other, because they've got 2,000 participants in each, each uh, in the event, or 2,000 women, a couple thousand men. And so it's a growing thing as, a, as a, an organization grows and the events that they create. And this uh, 70.3 has just been a success all over the world, hasn't it? Yes, it has. And it is growing. The 70.3 World Championship is going around the world now. And so a lot more people are interested. It's a much more doable event for training-wise. And really, you know, the progression now is for the Ironman World Champs in Hawaii, you, you qualify by actually racing an Ironman distance event. And then you qualify for Hawaii in October. Well, the the Hawaii state residents still have a benefit in that they're qualifying at a half-distance race. The training is much more manageable. You know, everything, it, it is a benefit to be able to qualify by doing a half-distance race. And Honu is you know, used to make that available for Hawaii residents as a WTC-branded event. Well, now you can do a half-distance event anywhere and still throw your name in the hat, only for Hawaii residents. And all of it is a, is a plus. Uh, I'm looking at the front page of the West Hawaii Today on Sunday, May 31st, the day after the Honu. And what con- what great coverage, Jr. Here's your byline on all three columns and, and how great it is. Uh, like your top Big Island finisher, David Wild. Wild, wild year for Mr. Wild. Got a bike works uh, uh, top on his shirt, and I, I mean, so many people are wearing the bike works. <laughs> you know, you got a lot of people out there, don't you, Janet, uh, running on your behalf? It's really fun to see, and our crew, they get a lot of shout-outs when they're out there on the course. Um, they are also actually a volunteer crew. Um, our bike mechanics do volunteer on race day to be bike tech, and uh, they feel that it really is their contribution to helping the athletes get to their finish line, and the athletes in return, they hear it all, all day long. They shout out, bike works, and, you know, it really is. Um, they feel great about that. And some of your your employees, I imagine Ellie, she did the, did she do the Honu? Ellie Sumac, who else? Some of the other people that... Uh, Grant Miller, actually, oh, owner okay. of BikeWorks, he did um, the Honu. Um, we have an event crew that we bring in, and Jonathan Barber was on that event crew, and he did Honu. So, yes, we have them on both sides of the fence. So, JR, I open up the paper the day after Honu, and I see, you know, your stories all through the paper. Talk a little bit about you doing the coverage. Uh, just, just first of all, you know, is that something that you make a decision about how much coverage you'll get? Because look at this. I mean, it, it was just where there's all kinds of things that you had, charts about uh, men's professional winners, women's professional rankings. I thought that was a good one. The Honu was not, no professional athletes in the Honu. We'll talk about that one. <clears throat> but to see this, to see the listing and the time and the finishing times and all the pictures I see, I know you did a lot of those and your associate Rick Winters too. So talk about how your day started in the coverage because the coverage of the events, the local sports, um, I just got to say, you have added a lot to it over the last two years. Have you been here? Yeah, two, two years. years. Okay. In, a, in a week, I think. So how did your day start, uh, the Hono for coverage? Well, of this? for us, it starts, you know, earlier in the week. We have to plan. You know, I, I met with Rick, and I said, hey, 
you know, there's no pros, so we're gonna it's gonna kind of be a wild card who's getting there. But um, I need an emotional shot when someone comes across the finish line because we wanted I actually wanted to do a full page one of this, but this ended up working out better and having the stories here. And this so. being the picture of Dan Gampone, who crossed the finish line at Ironman at the Fairmont Orchid. He finished first in the mail, 1824, and as they were both saying qualified, he could do, do go to the championships, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that how it's going to look, I think, is a big part of it, how you present the news. I've always, you know, that's why I'm involved in the design, because newspapers have fallen back a bit, and I think it's how you present the news to people, why they should care. I think it's part so. of your DNA, too, with your mother's background. And, yeah. You know, you grew up yeah. running around her her uh, office floor <laughs> while she was doing graphics, but it yeah. sure shows in the but newspaper. I, yeah, and, you know, we're lucky to have Rick now, who's a tremendous photographer. I wish we had color on every page, but... Um, that's he Rick Winters, took, who's a, with here in the sports department with J.R. DeGroote. He took uh, great photos, and it just it spices up the results a bit. Because other than looking for your own result, it doesn't do much for a lot of people. But having the photos there, seeing what happened on race day, I mean, it's pretty awesome, I think. It's great. And if anybody, you know, didn't get out there, you can always pick up a Sunday, May 31st paper. I think this is one of the best coverages. Oh, I love the placement of the <laughs> small, you know, you can see them, the photos, but in the midst of all the times, what, three, four pages here of times. <laughs> and to get all that put out the next day. So what was your, you know, timeline of your day? What time did you get out there? When did you have to get back here in order to start writing stories? And, uh, Talk a little bit. I've watched you work because we spent quite a bit of time together, but this was pretty ambitious, I think, to get it all out the very next morning. Yeah, we met up at 5 at Starbucks and had a coffee and kind of planned our day where we were going to take photos or, you know, um, kind of try to catch the athletes. And then, you know, it's kind of a, a mad scramble from there, uh, especially with no pros. It's kind of hard to predict who you're going to get. And with the locals, it's always been, I mean, Janet helped me out a lot at Ironman, over here, the world championship. Oh, I remember you mentioning that. We're yeah. trying to scramble and get the local people while the pro press conference is going on. And so that, you know, a triathlon is always that type of beast for us. But uh, we got back to the office around 2. Um, unfortunately, we missed the awards, so we didn't get to see the, the world championship slots handed out. Okay. Um, still waiting on a list back from Iron Man. But had um, to get down here to get started yeah, we, on your we, stories. What time do you have to have it turned in to get it into the well, paper? I, I was writing. Our deadline's 10 o'clock. I was okay. writing till probably 9.59 while designing the pages, and um, then all the results decided to reset on us, which uh, made the day a little longer. So we probably got out of here around 1.30. Interesting. I just noticed this here. Professional surfer Sonny <laughs> Garcia competes in the Saturday's Ironman 70.3. I had not realized he was in it. Janet, what was your response when you opened the paper and saw this kind of coverage uh, the next day? I think it's absolutely genius. And like um, JR said, you know, you can see lists and lists of names and it might not mean anything to you unless you're, you know, hunting down somebody's results. But to have the pictures and the captions, you really, you know, brought, brought it to light and you can, you know, really see what happened in the race beyond just numbers and names. And it's so true about the layout. I love that you have that. I know there's sometimes when you're laying out the paper and don't get a chance to write a column, you know, but I, I love the layout, and I have to. I can't not mention uh, short hops every week. I mean, uh, West Hawaii Today is so supportive of the Emily T. Gale show here on ESPNHawaii.com where we're talking with J.R. DeGroote, reporter with West Hawaii Today, and 
Janet Higa-Miller, who with her husband Grant is the owner of Bike Works Beach and Sport on the Kohala Coast at Queens Marketplace and Bike Works Kona and Kona Beach and Sport, their original store, which was formerly Hawaiian Pedals on Ali'i Drive. And it's so fun to be talking with the two of you. But, uh, you know, just look at this. We're all looking at this one page here. I mean, it tells the story. And really, a lot of credit to uh, Tracy, uh, Tracy Fossey. Faso. Faso. He's your uh, publisher, yeah. your editor, publisher of the paper. And, uh, of course, she's so involved in everything. She's real involved in the Aloha Theater and the Kona Kohala Chamber of Commerce. But I just love the way she's letting you guys do what you do with the sports section, actually all the way through the paper. I love the fact our local paper does cover national news and everything, but I love the fact that it's such a local paper. So Hono was a was a success. Next Saturday or the Jan- January third, June thirteenth, Saturday is the Hapuna Rough Water Swim. We will get with with uh, P Man one day and get the the history and chronology of that. So Janet, do you get a chance to like? Will you be swimming in the Hapuna Rough Water or the King Swim? Of course, you'll probably be. You're heading out, you and and Grant, to do some pretty exciting things this summer. Well, we have um, now a very dedicated and community-minded staff, and we've actually handed off a lot of these events. And, um, for instance, uh, to to Hapuna Swim, we have Ellie Sumek and, you know, and for the King Swim, Ellie Sumek and Barbara Higa, who happens to be my sister. They're kind of taking over the reins of some of that, and Grant and I are gravita- gravitating toward what we first loved to do, which was mountain biking. And so um, we will be doing a little bit swim bike run because I am going to go to uh, try to qualify at Xterra this year. JR knows the whole Grant story that last year was his 20th anniversary of his first race, and he did Ironman and, and finished it faster. And um, I did Xterra, the first annual Xterra, 20 years ago, and it is the 20th um, annual this year, so I'm heading off to qualify for my 20th anniversary of the inaugural Xterra, which was called Aquaterra at that time. And so I've thrown down the gauntlet. Will you feel, you know, finish faster than you were 20 years ago? And I really don't know um, if I can, but I'm up to the challenge. So we're really getting off road in the next Maui? few months. Um, the Xterra is in Maui. Yeah, I remember that right. first one. I can't mm-hmm. remember Tom, somebody right. who put that first one on. I right. didn't know that you were in that. Right. I know the story of Grant, too, doing the Ironman after 20 years. You know, I think it's a wonderful story. And, of course, raising funds for the ALS Developmental Therapy Institute and and, and memory of your uh, Karen O'Reardon Kelly, is it? Karen yes. O'Reardon? Yeah, yes. uh, who was one of your employees and passed away uh, with ALS. And he's been so dedicated throughout the year for raising funds in her memory. So it's a, it's a wonderful story. It's fun to see you doing that. And I, I know last summer you went off and you did some uh, mountain biking and you're headed off, if I understand correctly, to kind of do some of the similar races, but in the west part of Canada. Talk about that. Right. It's called the Single Track Six. You mean six day? It's six days in a row of racing off-road in west Canada, um, actually in the wine country so it's point to point. So every day we start in a town and then we race to the next town and then we stay overnight. And the next day we get up and we race from that town to the next town. So six days of it. And it'll, I think it'll give me really, really good preparation for Xterra if I qualify at the Freedom Fest on Oahu in July, 4th of July. 
Well, pretty ambitious, but it sounds like a lot of fun. I remember somebody once said to me, what was the hardest part about the Iron Man? I said, getting there and being organized and getting your stuff together. And it's funny, that's what I think about a lot when I'm watching everybody, you know, going in to register and turn their bikes in and everything. The amount of planning and organization, I mean, it's not an easy sport for getting all your gear ready and making plans. And and uh, it, it takes a, an organized person, doesn't it, to get the training in and... Oh, it sure it. does. It sure does, yeah. It's a time management issue. I mean, you've got work and family and swim, bike, run, and then, you know, all of the gathering of equipment, I think, is, you know, the organizational part of it really, really does mean that you have to plan wisely. It's fun to hear uh, Ellie and uh, your sister, Betty? Barbara. Barbara, taking over the swim. Ellie, of course, uh, was your staff member. She was uh, with recreation at the Fairmont for years, won some nice awards for how good she was there and being able to turn that into working with, with Bike Work Speech and Sport. And uh, I didn't realize that she was a paddler as well at one time. She's done the Molokai race. And and speaking of which, uh, you did a wonderful story, J.R. DeGroot, the West Hawaii Day sports reporter, and of the many stories over the last couple of months that you've done on water polo, lacrosse, uh, all the events, but I love that you're covering the um, Mokuo Hawaii so well. So talk a little bit about that, the season getting going, and I think the first one it kicked off with the uh, Papa Kimatete Regatta. Mm-hmm. I love the Kimatete f- uh, family. I did, I paddled very briefly when I first got here with them, but I did know Papa and Mama and Richard and the family. But some thoughts about and to our listeners about how much fun they can have coming and watching any of the events, whether they're over in Hilo or right down here at Kailua Bay and they, up at Kauai High, wherever, but about the paddling season, the Mokuo Hawaii. Yeah, it's another long day of events, and I mean, it's a ton of fun if you uh, can just sit in the wall and watch them and check it out, and there's ton of tons of great races, close races, I mean, and what they go through, too, is pretty pretty tough out there on the water. Uh, I think one of the better stories this year is Mililii uh, started up their canoe club. It was just a note in an article because I found out about it late, but uh, it's the first time in what did it say, probably 80 years that they had a club, and they won their first gold last weekend. Um, and they posted on Facebook a photo from 1932, I think, and it was, you know, a handwritten card of their crew and lineup, and that was the last time they had won gold. And it was just Isn't that crazy. fun? Well, it's our state, our state sport. Uh, outrigger canoe paddling and it's wonderful to all follow it i wish i had the discipline to do it i i'm amazed at the discipline it does take and i love the fact that west hawaii today and i think p-man was always so good at this janet you referenced that the st- the stats everybody's name and how they did and everything and and uh ronnie uh uh rainy Ronnie, Ronnie. Henry, Ronnie Henderson is doing such a good job with that too. But here on the regatta days, I mean, you've got it right down to who who paddled on every team, mixed boys and girls, the names of the people. It's well, first of all, kudos to the timekeepers. <laughs> yeah. But great that you've been able to coordinate all that and get them into the paper the next day. I think it means a lot to people to see their name in the paper, and that's what you've been real good at uh, when you're covering the local sports. So that was one thing that you, that you uh, covered, and you've done a couple of nice stories there on the, um, the Mokuo Hawaii uh, season coming up. And, of course, it runs through the summer, and then the long-distance race comes up. Lacrosse, you know, I think you've done some rugby stories, but the lacrosse was an interesting story about how that's growing. In the- yeah, in high school, I faced the struggle of rugby and trying to grow the sport. We had two teams, 
HBA knew how to play and beat us up for a few years. And then Hilo came on, and, you know, we tried to grow it as a high school sport. And I know they have a good youth level now. It didn't pick up at the high school yet, but hopefully once those kids progress, it will. But, you know, I, I kind of saw that with lacrosse. There's really passionate people behind it. And they brought over Punahou. They brought over... Uh, club team from Oahu, and they had their tournament, and it was great. Was I mean, the coach from HPA that kind of got it started. Yeah, yeah, he's the ceramics teacher. Uh, blanking on his name off the top of my head, but he is just tremendously <laughs> active with it. Him and the Konawina coach, who is the PE teacher over there. Um, I mean, it's total grassroots. They bought all this stuff. They're really pushing the kids. I mean. Even some sports are getting upset because their athletes are going to lacrosse rather than, you know, track and field or something else. Or soccer. Or, or soccer, yeah, yeah, I know John Freitas and Catherine Freitas, their, their uh, sons really got involved in the rugby. And, yeah. But it's nice to have those options, you know, and to be bringing the sports to it. So J.R., J.R. DeGroote, sports reporter here at West Hawaii Today, grew up in West Hawaii, uh, went off to Arizona State. Mm-hmm. And in journalism, and really you had a great experience there in journalism, you come back here, you're with West Hawaii Today, and what's so nice about it, I think it's great that someone that grew up here is is being a part of the sports team here, the sports reporting, because you're able to contribute to it, bring some history to it, a feeling for the IM. They've always done a great job, whoever has moved here and been part of the the sports team, but I think there's a, a little ingredient there just about your, with your history of growing up here and, you know, being a big part of the community, you and your mom as you were growing up, and and uh, what's that meant to you? I mean, you have to, after two years now, because we've talked a lot over the last two years, and originally it was like, okay, you're a sports reporter and you're involved, but now you're really involved and contributing, and it's got to be a pretty good feeling to look back. Yeah, I mean, I knew when we played sports, and there's even a photo in there, you're looking for yourself, and you know how important it is to the kids and whoever it is. And I think that kind of accountability and knowing the responsibility you have, uh, that that really kind of pushes it. And you hate to make mistakes. You hate to leave something out. And it's knowing the importance of what you're doing, I think, that pushes that. I, I know that feeling. I go through that when I'm looking at all the things in front of me when I'm doing a show or something. But uh, And, Janet, for yourself, when you see the difference in just over the years and the involvement of uh, the newspaper, all the reporting they're doing, and there's so many places that are doing reporting. I, I love doing my show here, the Emily T. Gale Show on ESPN, Hawaii.com. I get so many emails from people all over the country, from book writers to, you know, local people, and, and just trying to work it all in is difficult. But it, it's fun that people realize the importance of uh, – talking story, whether it's in print or on the paper, and I love that we can all work together. It's been pretty pretty uh, massive, the amount of publicity and support that our local media has given. Yeah, and, you know, since JR has come on board, certainly, I mean, I, I keep on looking at, you know, Emily's got all of these, his articles and the pictures and the setup and everything spread out, and I really look forward, like you say, and I usually, you know, during events, I pay a little bit more attention, but, you know, even this time, I was like, okay, it'll be results, and maybe the first finisher picture or something like that, and this year, I, I got the paper, and I see Dan Gampon, and, and I see all these stories, and I get into the stats, and there's pictures and captions, and, you know, it took me a while to go through through all of them, but it was quite exciting. I mean, I, I spent the time, whereas I may have not, you know, been so interested 
in previous um, results. You know, this year it was um, fantastic. And, you know, for those of us that don't get to all the events, it allows us to give an opportunity, all these columns and things that are written, to be educated and be able to be supportive. I mean, I see kids that are in college now, and I'll meet them, and I'll say, I followed you all through your, you know, the last couple of years of your high school career. So, And I have to say, it's throughout the whole West Hawaii today, from when you open up the, the first inside the front cover. I love that page, which is the community page with pictures and everything that's going on. And, and the Island Life, I think, is that what it's called? Yeah. Island Life page. And uh, my whole house looks like this all the time, things spread out of things I want to talk about or put in my calendar. So it's just a, a wonderful local newspaper that also gives us the national and and statewide news. What what impresses me, Emily, and um, you know, is, is about JR's dedication. Is because event is all deadline based, and it's to get a spread like this with all the information and all the pictures. You really have to have a passion for it. You have to want to get out there and get the pictures and the stories. Then you have to come back, and then you have to meet your deadline. I mean, the print deadline is is a very I'm sure it is not negotiable. So you have to, like, you know, JR is saying, he probably was working up to a minute before it had to be in. And I, I give you credit, JR. I mean, that takes dedication and that takes smarts and that takes, you know, planning, but that takes a passion for doing what you do. And you do have a nice team. Laura, how do you say Laura's last name? Uh, I've known her for so many years. Shimabuku. Shimabuku. Uh, you know, I'm just looking right here at Cassie Komatani. Here's on the inside page. I knew Cassie when she was a little girl, Vicky Komatani's daughter. And because uh, I worked with, uh, we created Dolphin Days together, Vicky and I and a group of others. And, uh, you know, just here's a whole a full page spread, Kohala Swimmer Headlines, Fujimoto 4. So really fun. I For some reason, I had missed this. So she is one of the uh, Roy Fujimoto Senior Scholarship Selections. I can't believe she's graduating. Mm-hmm. But awfully fun to see all this, and a lot of these are kids that we watch grow up. So it's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com, talking with J.R. DeGroote, sports reporter with West Hawaii Today. Jenna Higa-Miller, who with her husband is the owner of Bikeworks Beach and Sport in Kohala Coast out of the Queen's Marketplace. Uh, Kona Beach and Sport, their original store was uh, Hawaiian Petals. And I love that store when you first opened. I mean, it is still a great store. Cheryl, your your manager, what a beautiful job she does with displays and all the stores. Easy to just, you know, and, and the, the merchandise is just, it's fun. It's efficient. You know, it's the kind of stuff you need. And um, also Bike Works Kona. Janet, are there some things that we maybe didn't talk about that are your, on your list of things, people you want to acknowledge that have been so helpful, volunteers, uh, Yeah, there's always something to talk about. (laughs) And we have tons and tons of volunteers and supporters and, of course, all of our staff and everyone um, to go through the list I think would take another hour. But everybody knows who they are, and we do express a tremendous amount of appreciation for the people that support us. Well, for so many years you've been uh, involved with PATH, People's Advocacy for Trails Hawaii. Tina Clothier is the current uh, director, and before her, Laura Deerenfield, and you've just taken it to tremendous heights. Just want to remind everybody you can go at uh, pathhawaii.org, sign up for their newsletter, and you become part of their strength. It's a, It just really helps a lot to know what they're doing, and, and Tina does a great job with her, uh, her newsletters. And then Janet... If I recall correctly, every summer you have a huge tent sale that's uh, infamous for the fun and the party and everything, but it's also a great sale, and I think it's usually been, can't remember what time of the year it's been, but that's going to take place sometime this summer? Yes, it is. We are planning on it. Um, It's usually held in August, but I think we may move up the date, so be on the lookout. 
Um, we're, you know, start uh, promoting it as soon as we get our details done. So if you hear about that, the uh, big tent sale and party at, at Kona Beaches Ward, don't miss it because it's just a, a wonderful summertime gathering of everybody that uh, not only likes to participate in multi-sports, but likes to be supportive. And uh, let's see, what else? Uh, yeah, gee, big thanks to Jant and Granite for or Grant for their longtime support of the Emily T. Gale show. Been sponsors for a long time and we've been friends for Forever. Forever. <laughs> it's great fun. So I really thank uh, both of you. Some last thoughts, JR? Uh, stay tuned because it's going to be a long summer. Okay, and we'll be uh, checking in together. I really enjoyed getting the two of all three of us together and I think we should do this again. And Janet, I'll see you in a couple of weeks with P-Man and we'll do that that chronology of the uh, Hapuna Rough Water Swim, and I'm sure much more, because when you're talking with P-Man, there's a whole lot of information to get. Last sure. thoughts from you? Sure is. Um, always a pleasure, Emily, and uh, like J.R. said, there's more to come. So, again, everybody, the Emily T. Gale Show, ESPN, Hawaii.com, under the lineup tab, 24-7 you can get it, and also a free iTunes podcast at Emily T. Gale Talk Story, and also on Facebook. And we all say... Aloha. Well, that was fun. And I particularly like the fact that it's several generations. When Grant opened his first store, J.R. wasn't born yet. So everybody continuing on the the history of uh, all the good things going on and, and yet being a part of sharing the stores with one another. I forgot I really wanted to have each of uh, both J.R. and Janet make mention of the Kunitaki Ohana. We've all been recipients of uh, the Kunitaki Ohana's goodwill and uh, aloha. And, of course, John Kunitaki, one of the founders of the uh, Kona Marathon, but it was the whole Kunitaki Ohana that made it and gave it the foundation that it has. That's, that's what I think. And uh, John used to run in my races in Detroit, the Emily Detroit run, when he was a jockey in Detroit. And it's really fun. And J.R. is a very good friend of uh, uh, Koi Lawrence, who is a, a nephew of the Kun- John Kunitakis and Chick Kunitaki with Viaja River Coffee, Dinah and Earl and a lot, well, the rest of the Ohana. They've been longtime supporters of the Emily T. Gale show here on ESPNHawaii.com. And John and I have done it. All of us have done a lot over the years. John and his brother Daniel were herbs of my support crew back in 1981 on the Ironman when you could have uh, support out there on the road. And uh, what else? So I'm going to dedicate this show to the Kunitaki Ohana and specifically uh, Chick Kunitaki because he's just got uh, just uh, such a love for sports and, and an enthusiasm for the Emily T. Kale show. And I've always appreciated that, the whole Kunitaki Ohana. So this one's for you. And also, I really big mahalo to uh, Robert at 808computers.com, 808computers in the Conoco Shopping Center. After I talked with JR and uh, Janet, I went over and got some support from 808 Computers, longtime supporters of the Emily T. Gale show. But they, uh, it was really great to see. I mean, so many people coming in and out of there and getting questions answered. And that's, I just can't say enough good things about uh, the good things that I've learned by listening to other people ask questions and and sitting there for a couple hours like I did yesterday and having Robert show me a couple things that I really needed some help on. So thanks to them and Waikoloa Beach Resort, longtime supporters of the Emily T. Gale Show, 
and Aloha Visitor Guides. All my supporters are people that I've known for years, and I, I like that because uh, we're walking the journey together. So thanks for listening to the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPN, Hawaii.com, and thanks to JR and Janet uh, for talking story with my listeners and myself and uh, just all their good energy. Really enjoyed it. Aloha.